1: Welcome To the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Colorado
0: Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Moore a dream, has come across. Featured ahead McKinnon racing and shoots and scores, Nathan yeah. McKinnon. Refinition right scores. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, our very first playoff edition of the show. And holy shit, this could not have gone any better. Like it could not point. have gone
1: any better for you today. No, like,
0: it you know, this really is like have. this is
1: like a dream day. We were talking about your days possibly being the worst thing ever. This was like the best day possible.
0: It, in terms of results, absolutely. In terms of the process of actually watching all these games at the same time, kind of a nightmare. But you're totally right. The results for me could not have gone any better. The Avalanche win seven to two over the Nashville Predators in game one. And side note, the Caps beat the Florida Panthers four to two on the road with a third period comeback. And for me, that third period comeback is happening at the same time as the avalanche humiliating the Predators in the first period. While I'm trying to like wrangle away to watch these games in a coherent manner, which was near impossible because of the way ESPN plus Organizes their streams, but I managed to do it. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, could this have gone any better for a game one? This surpassed even my most optimistic expectations.
1: Yeah, I could not have imagined it going any better than it did tonight. Like, it was a perfect game.
0: Yeah, I, perfect. There, there's no other, there's really no other way to put it. The abs come out immediately in this game and stomp on the throat of the Predators and do not relent ever. They chase poor Dave Rich in the first period with five goals in the first and the Predators. I mean, Jesus, they just looked outclassed.
1: They did. And it's so weird because when we played them last week, it was kind of close. I, I thought it was gonna be a much more even serious. I do not think this is gonna going no, to have the series. No,
0: it's like, that's not going to happen again, yeah. but the it's not going to happen
1: again, but we're going to enjoy the fuck out of it right now. Um, they, Avs came out, that was the best first period they've played all year. They Without came question. out and everyone was healthy for the first time in forever. Um, we'll touch on the fact that Alex Newhook was scratched um, and Logan O'Connor. It was definitely before the game started. I think it, there was some uh, concern with it, but once the game got started, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. Like, sucks not seeing Newhook out there because I thought he had played his way into a position, but uh, – I mean, it is what it is. I mean
0: what yeah, are your it, on it, it? it's hard to argue with the results. I, I was baffled by it when that first uh, report came out from AJ that New Hook was skating with the scratches. My first thought was, there's no way. I mean, surely he's got to be just amped up and trying to get the extra work in. But lo and behold, he was scratched for this game. Darren Helm is in, Cogliano's in, Sturm's in, and Logan O'Connor is out for this game. I'm not going to pretend to understand the decision, but when I I mean, looking back on it now, and when the game started, I kind of do get it. They going up against Nashville, a very physical team, and you have options. You can use all of your guys if you need to. And I'm sure there's going to be a scenario. It will probably be game two. We don't know the, availability of Cagliano after the game that new hook comes in and makes an impact on the series I mean you you just have the options to do whatever you want that's the beauty of having depth is you can take new hook out and still be able to field a more than competent bottom six
1: it it was more like it was a fantastic bottom six I'd argue the third line with uh Berkey Comfer and knack was the worst line tonight. And that's not even a slight against them. And they, they were still there. really good. Yeah. I thought they were still really good. It's just the other three lines were unreal. Um, you had the first line, Nathan McKinnon starts us off a power play goal. I mean, the dude's just unreal in the playoffs. Like I, I want to say I'm shocked by it. we've just, this is just normal for him.
0: This is just what he does. I mean, they showed on the the broadcast. He's third all time in points per game in the playoffs. And people have had the audacity to bring up that McKinnon disappears in the playoffs. It just shows that people don't pay attention to this team. He's third all time, you know, but trailing some guy named like Wayne Gretzky. Isn't it Mario Lemieux too? I'm pretty sure it was. I know for sure it was. Two pretty good players to be behind. Literally the two best players of all time. And then Nathan McKinnon ahead of everyone else who has ever existed.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. He's just, I, I don't know how he does it. Like he can just flip that switch in the playoffs. And he goes, yep, I'm going to score and I'm going to do everything.
0: And he's an, he's an assassin. He's an ultra competitor. And he just has another level from the absurd level that he's already on in the regular season. Bednar addressed it after the game is he's an assassin. This guy just does not stop. And he wants to win so badly. Yeah. He had seven to two, no emotion at the end of the game. None. Yeah. And that's the way I like
1: it, man. That's how you know this team's ready to go because they could give two fucks about this game. They really could. Like they're happy with the win, but they know the job's not even close to being done.
0: You're one of 16. That's it. That's all this game is worth is one win out of 16. They know that and they're not satisfied yet. But on the flip side of the coin, if you're the Nashville Predators, you come into this series after blowing a 4-nothing lead to the Arizona Coyotes in regulation to even get this series in the first place and you get fucking smoked in the first period i f- i feel bad even pinning this on dave friedrich because what the hell is he supposed to do they're getting skated circles around
1: yeah there was absolutely nothing he could do i on Lekkonen's goal which made it 5-nothing i still don't know how he got so wide open like the preds just let him walk in I, I, I tried to watch replay. He literally just walked right by Ekholm and he was <laughs> there was no one a, stopping him.
0: You want to talk about a guy who had a terrible game, Mateus Ekholm. Holy shit. I wow. That guy stunk. He yeah. gives up he gives up the, the Cogliano shorthanded goal on that boneheaded turnover gets embarrassed by Lekinen. it. It's still the first period. And he get he, he got walked several times in this game well after that point as well. Which is
1: weird because he's a good defenseman. He's a good defenseman. Not,
0: not tonight, but he's a good defenseman. Not good enough not yeah. to face this team and not a motivated and healthy abs team. That This is what it's all been about all season long is game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are the abs going to be healthy and are they going to be motivated? emphatic yes to both questions like this this wasn't just oh it's dave rich and net the Avs scored five lucky goals they legitimately ran the predators out of the building in every facet drawing penalties literally skating circles around them like i know that gets overused a lot the term skating circles around someone kale mccarr and nathan mckinnon were just going around people going through people it's insane to watch that this is a playoff series and we're seeing this much I don't even want to call it a a mismatch because that feels preemptive one game in, but this just looked like a mismatch.
1: Yeah, it really did. Uh, I think Nashville's strategy was, Hey, we're going to be physical and we're going to hit these guys. But the problem is they couldn't hit us because we were too fast for. Yeah. That's the the amount of missed hits. The Preds had tonight was hilarious,
0: dude. And it it's embarrassing because I felt like we out them. Oh yeah. In every scrum. I feel like we won.
1: Yeah. Even when
0: it's six, nothing seven to one, they're trying to goon it up. They're trying to intimidate us and they're getting ragdolled all over the ice. Like this has got to be embarrassing for them.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a tough loss, but I'd almost, if I'm them, I'd rather lose that way than lose a close game. Cause at least with this, you can just be like, yep, we sucked. Absolutely. Nothing worked. We're going back to the drawing board. I think it's bad that they're playing the Abs because we've seen the Abs may not be great in the second round, but in the first round, they're pretty much unbeatable. Like it is very tough to beat them in the first round. Um, so I, and I really won. don't know how we look at this. I, I I'm taking it as a very big positive. I'm probably gonna change my prediction from six games to maybe five, just because I think Nashville may get one at home. But if the Abs play like this this entire series, there's no chance. That this game, this series goes more than four games.
0: Yeah, I mean the Predators can come out with triple the effort in Game Two and in the rest of this series. I know I gave Dave Rich a break, but if it's Dave Rich and Net again or Connor Ingram next game, like they just simply don't have a chance. Like and I don't, I don't even mean to say that to sound cocky. They legitimately do not have a prayer at winning this series without UC Soros. Not like Soros was going to save them that game, but my God five goals in the first period, the Kel McCarr one disgusting that he is just nice. dancing around everybody on the ice humiliates sorrows for that goal. And like you said, the, the Lackanen goal, I mean, it's unbelievable how he got open, but for nothing at that point, you I'm sure you at least want to save there.
1: You, you need to save there. You don't want to save. You need to save. Um, I just, if we want to go back to the Kale McCarr goal, I mean Kale McCar in that first period probably played as good as you can play as a defenseman in the league.
0: Can like, you imagine was, twenty-four hours ago submitting a Norris ballot that had Roman Yossi ahead yeah. of Kale McCarr? Imagine Roman how Yossi did a whole
1: lot of fucking nothing. He make.
0: sucked in this yeah. game, and I don't say that lightly. He sucked in this game. He had no impact and was embarrassed multiple times. So imagine. Because ballots were due for the awards before game one of yesterday. Imagine submitting it with Roman Yossi ahead of this and then watching this. And then having to dwell on the fact that you came to the conclusion that Roman Yossi is a better defenseman. Yeah. Stop.
1: That No other player in the league, I think, can make that play as a defenseman than Kale McCarr.
0: No, no the one else has done walked, that.
1: The way he walked that defender and the way that he just saw the opening at the top of the net and just roofed it. I know Connor McDavid and players can do that, but we're talking about a fucking defenseman here, man. Like, find me another defenseman who could do that.
0: Oh, I wait. Mean, even Connor McDavid can't do that that smoothly because McCarr sets that up all the way at the blue line on the boards. McDavid gets ahead of steam on a breakaway and can do that. Kale circles around everyone from his own blue line and on the boards and sees that all develop in seconds. Nobody else has that kind of vision and stick handling skill to be able to pull that off it's unreal he, he's just he is so fucking
1: good dude and i think we all kind of shit our pants a little bit when he went face first into the boards mm. I, I watched that live and everyone was like wait a fucking second Did gail mccarr just like yeah i was it? like
0: did he just get a concussion yeah after that amazing first period did Kale mccarr just get a concussion and thankfully he did the interview with he, um it wouldn't
1: make him do it if he wasn't okay i think right. he was more just like oh shit i totally just went face first into the ports i think he went mostly visor i think it was all visor that i that
0: looking at the replay i think that's exactly what happened is he went visor first and i didn't like his body language after it but i think he was literally just trying to shake his helmet back yeah. into place
1: because he's he straight up went visor first it, it was now that we know we didn't get hurt it, it was kind of funny yeah uh, because you're talking about like we just said one of the best skating defensemen, and he just fucking
0: goes. He is lost, he just lost conference. an edge.
1: Yeah, like that I thought that was so so funny now that he's okay. But I mean that first period it, it can't get much better. And the player we're forgetting about who scored a goal tonight, too, in that first period, Devontae's a beautiful shot, too. Like that was just a Name another team that has their defensemen jump up in the play like the Avs do. You, you can't find one. Devantez is leading the rush up the ice.
0: I don't. I. I just don't even really have the words for it. At a certain point, what an incredible period to just show the Predators, you do not belong here. You are nothing to us, and you are not even worth our time. It was like if you're the Predators, like you've almost got to feel insulted that the Avalanche they. They didn't take their foot off the gas. They still played great after they were up five to nothing, but you could tell they're like, we won. It's over.
1: Yeah. They took their foot off the gas in the sense that they weren't going as hard as they were in the first period, but they, even them taking their foot off the gas
0: is still way better than anything. Way better than the Preds. it, It was two, it was two, two after the first period. And we still completely dominated them. I mean, Duchesne had the two garbage goals and, Whatever I think that's just a staple of his career. But even after that, we just thoroughly dominated them. And they're trying to get into scrums. They're trying to bait us into taking dumb penalties to try to get back in the game. And we beat them in all of those too. Like they just they don't belong here. I don't no. mean to sound cocky, but the Predators just they do not belong on the same ice as us.
1: No, and that's it's not slight against them. We talked about this with the catfish on Ice Guys. The Preds had a great season. They're a good team. It's just the Abs are that much better, and right. it's nothing against the Preds. It's just you're a one line team. That's it. that's it. If we you, shut down their top line, they have zero chance of beating us. Yeah, they're I a one line.
0: Tonight. They're a one line team that is worse than our top line, and maybe comparable to our second line. At Correct. Best. And their their big star Roman Yosi is worse than our star defenseman. They have nothing for us.
1: You look at it, if you had um, Nazem Kadri and uh, Gabriel Landeskog stay healthy all year, I don't think it's out of the question for both of them to score 40 goals.
0: No, not at all. I don't all. think it's out
1: of the question. I mean, Landeskog got 30 before he got hurt, and he missed the final two months of the season. Like it, It's not crazy to think that he would have gotten to 40, and then Kadri gets 40, and you there you go. You're exact same as Forsberg and Duchesne. I don't think the second line is that far off from their top line.
0: So, yeah, and you also have to consider that the Predators run their entire offense through those guys. Like, yeah, of course they scored 40 goals for the Avalanche, they don't need to run their offense. Like we're talking about the the third guy on the top line and our second line center potentially scoring 40 goals. Yeah. And for the Predators, those are their two main guys that they run the entire thing through.
1: Now, did did any other line even have a chance tonight? Like I, I don't remember a dangerous scoring well. chance for any other line for the Preds.
0: I I didn't see one at all. I mean, I'm yeah. looking at like who had even shots for the Predators. Forsberg had two, Sissons had two. Uh Olivier had two, like really not much of anything here. Like every, yeah. like there's a bunch of guys here with goose eggs all across the board.
1: And like Duchene's goals, like I don't know how he got that breakaway. I mean, he was he was cherry picking. That's yeah, like, cherry picking. Right. Yeah, he was cherry picking. And then the second one was a power play that puck bounced right to him. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about this game other than the Avs fucking rule. Um, I really don't think they're gonna get too high off this game. I wouldn't be surprised if game two on Thursday is gonna be a lot of the same. Like, do you anticipate anything going different
0: in game two? I mean, not really. I mean, it seemed like there was just so much emotion in the first period, like just so much pent up aggression. Like we've waited so long for this. So maybe to the start of the game, don't expect five goals right out of the gate. I mean, maybe a little bit of a drop off there as now they start to settle into the playoffs. Like, but they know, they know they're not going to score seven goals again. I mean, when we record on Thursday night after the game, they've scored eight. Maybe this will sound stupid, but <laughs> even Landis said it after the game. It's like, we, we know that we're not going to do this again. And it, the playoffs are going to be tougher than this, but did I just, I just don't know what the predators can do at this point because either you're going back to Riddich or you're going to, to Connor Ingram who blew th- that four, nothing lead to Arizona.
1: Like, I think it's going to be Connor Ingram.
0: Um... It has to be. I don't know how you can put Riddick back in there.
1: But I, I don't trust Ingram either, man.
0: You sh- like, you can't, you cannot. And yeah, you know he made. I think they just, they actually. Oh wow, that's very convenient. NHL Network. They're showing it to me right now. He made thirty saves on thirty two shots. I mean, that's a decent performance for him. But let's also be real. Five nothing at that point. We're not giving it our absolute all at that point. And the two he gave up weren't exactly great the first one i mean what's he gonna do on that one the landis got his own
1: guy i feel like dragged it in and saw it like he was dragging
0: it and still did it borowiecki literally kicked it into his own net the the other one it's a i mean nathan mckinnon he just loves these in the playoffs those one timers from the blue line looks so similar to the Blues series from last year i just
1: don't know how like there were so we attempted that so many times tonight mckinnon is the only one who consistently gets shots through I just don't know how he does it. Like, he's the that's only one. Sense. Like, Berkey, I thought, had, like, four or five chances tonight, and they all got blocked. And McKinnon was just like, nah, I'll do this once, and I'll fucking score. <laughs> he's,
0: he's just a beast. There's no other way to put it with him. He is an animal.
1: But, but I agree. I, I, I think, just to put the final point, I think it's Ingram. I don't think we score seven goals again. I don't. No. Like, that, that's just not humanly possible. I do think it could be another blood in the fact of it being, like, a 4-1 game.
0: Yeah, like I like five goals feels pretty realistic. Four yeah. to five goals. I this team is smart. They they know what they are and they know what the playoffs are at this point, and they know not to get too high off of one game, and understand that Dave had has six fifteen save percentage in this game, and you are probably going to get a little better goaltending performance in the next game, but you gotta you gotta at least feel good that like okay these guys are nothing they're gonna to try to goon it up with us and they can't even hang with us in that department either
1: they they tried to goon it up so much and it was like
0: they did a terrible <laughs> job
1: at it was it you who was saying it was like artificial uh gooning i
0: was did it like not
1: tweeted that I someone tweeted out it's like yeah these teams are gonna to pretend to hate each other when they're losing seven to one like, I don't <laughs> right play. like that, that's just how it is um
0: like what else can you do at that point other than just be like hey i'm a i'm a big tough guy and i don't like you guys scoring goals on us like it's just i can't even blame them like what do you do do you just go you, it's either that or just leave
1: yeah, well because that's the thing is they're gonna try like i think that was their strategy like we're gonna hit them hard we're gonna make them make turnovers problem was they couldn't hit them the avs defensemen were like nah, oh bye <laughs> like yeah, Bo and did like three or four times samuel gerard did it a couple times kale mccarr did it a couple times like They just can't touch us. And what had plagued us all regular season. I know it's one game in that I don't think we had one turnover in the defensive zone tonight.
0: Yeah. I certainly don't remember one at all.
1: So I was thoroughly impressed. They were very well prepared in that extra day off that they took, I'm sure, or the extra day of practice, I'm sure really helped. Got everyone rest. I, I, I have no complaints. I'm trying to find a thing that I was disappointed in. There's just nothing to be disappointed in in this game. This is
0: one of the most complete games they've played all year. Yeah. Like, even if you take the score out of the equation, which is impossible to do because they scored seven goals, but if you just look at the process, it's the word I've used all season long, the process. It was all there tonight. Everyone was chipping in. There was no passengers on this team. And even Darcy Kemper was locked into this game. You know, we talked about a little last episode. Should we be a little concerned about him not being perfect down the stretch? Amazing in this game. The couple times we needed him to make some saves earlier on to keep the momentum and to keep Nashville off the board, he did. He made some big saves in this game that are going to go unnoticed because we scored seven. But he made some pretty key stops in this game that really kept the ball rolling in our favor. And, you know, what's he going to do on either Duchesne goal? It's a cross-crease power play goal and a breakaway.
1: There was not, absolutely nothing he could do. Um, he, I have no concerns with Darcy Kemper. If that's a Darcy Kemper, we get all playoffs. We'll be fine.
0: We're yeah, we'll fine. we're going to be just fine. We we will walk to the cup if that's you, the case.
1: You can win probably ninety five percent of the games if your goalie's only given up two
0: goals. Yeah, as like on perfect on perfect plays. Like there's nothing he can do in either. Not, none of them like snuck through him or were point shots or anything. If you're getting that kind of goaltending, you have absolutely nothing to worry about.
1: hundred percent. I mean, we're talking about it. I, I know there were some goalies in the first round in these first few days. that have been fantastic. Billy Huso, uh, Markstrom had a shutout, all that stuff. But like uh, Jack Campbell had a shutout kind of in a blow, but I, I, I don't really think any goaltender has been, um, like stolen a game yet like do you think a goalie's stolen the game yet i don't think we've seen it yet
0: i mean not really no it's came close today yeah. he 79 saves that's pretty triple fucking... overtime Dude, i
1: wish i was still fantasy and i had him man could you imagine how many points that? oh
0: man i i you gotta feel bad for him you get oh. 79 saves and you you're going home empty-handed and the third string goalie for the penguins makes 19 <laughs> saves and leaves with the win
1: yeah, I mean that's just how it goes, man. I was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the, not, not even thoroughly impressed. Some of the wins were, were like the Blues beating the shit out of the Wild was hilarious. I, I did not see that coming, and the Maple Leafs beating the Lightning was surprising. Uh, is there any other game that surprised you? I mean, we talked a little bit about the.
0: I mean, there's there's the one Captain in particular Panthers. that surprised me a little bit, but yeah, the
1: Caps and Panthers. Yeah. Didn't, no one anticipated that. Well,
0: I, 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 had a, I had a feeling coming in today they were going to win. I, yeah. I don't know if that carries them to this series, but they I knew they were going to win today.
1: And you had LA beat Edmonton, so
0: that was a surprise. I mean, we talked about goaltenders stealing a game. The opposite of that is what Mike Smith just did in game one with the Oilers, literally gave it away. There's no reason the Oilers should have lost that game.
1: None. They played great. Um, it was just it's just that's that's what we've talked about with the oilers for the past
0: 4 years yeah it's I like think. what why can't we get out of the first round my brother in christ you keep playing mike smith it's, i think it's going to be miko koskinen game 2 it too, has to be there's this is three straight years you've done this and i can't, yeah. we're getting i know we're getting off topic but The fact that this is year three of Ken Holland and he hasn't even attempted anything other than Smith and Koskinen, like, oh boy, well, Smith didn't work out. Time to put Miko Koskinen in. You're an unserious franchise. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's right. All you got to do is bet on the Avalanche to win their next game, and you are essentially getting $150 for free. And yes, it really is that simple. And if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your stay yet, you can still hit the ice for some cold, hard cash because new customers can make their first deposit and play for free with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up the points for goals, assists, saves, and more. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want with no strings attached. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, Back to the episode. So let's consider
1: our stars and thank our stars that we have Joe Sakic, who went and got us a legitimate goaltender, uh, and Darcy Kemper. As we bring this back to the ABS, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Darcy Kemper just continues to play this way throughout the whole playoffs. He no. wasn't even tested tonight. He had like twenty. Like, how many shots did the Preds end up getting? Like twenty-four.
0: They ended with twenty-five.
1: Okay, I was pretty close, but like, it was, it was easy for him, man.
0: Yeah, like, I mean. In the first period when they didn't have anything, I was actually concerned that like, oh, this is where Darcy tends to struggle a little bit when he's not tested and right. a little off. Then there was a point where Nashville started to get some shots through and he just looked locked in. It's it's yeah. what I said last episode. Darcy plays better when the lights are brighter. And when these games get closer and more intense and the shots are going to pile up, he's going to play even better.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is 100%. a terrifying
0: thought. Yeah. He's going to get better. Like, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if when we go to Nashville on Saturday and Monday, if he faces like 35, 40 shots and he allows less goals than he did tonight. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Not in the slightest. I mean, my God, what else can you even say about this game? The power play was absolutely rolling tonight, two for five. Uh, even though they gave up a power play goal, I thought the penalty kill looked good as well. So special teams is absolutely rolling. score scored well. a shorthanded goal. Yeah, he scored a shorthanded goal. Andrew Cogliano. I mean, just a terrible play by Mateus Ekholm, but way to go with Cogliano sticking with it and burying that rebound. His first is an av, and we'll see about his availability for game two and maybe the rest of this series. He takes a cross-check from Matt Benning that sent him to the tunnel. He came back, but then left again. So we'll we'll see where it goes, but...
1: I think he'll play. We're talking about a guy who had like an Iron Man streak that was broken because of a suspension. Am I remembering that right?
0: Oh, you're right. That was him. Yes. Yeah. Totally was. So
1: it, they're going to have to hold him out of the lineup. Um, I think they may because you can.
0: But I mean, it just, it just depends. Like if he's hurt and not a hundred percent, they're not going to play him. Even yeah. if he even if he is good enough to play, you have so many options that yeah. it's just literally not worth it, and would be bad coaching to put him back in even if he's 75 percent, because oh no i guess we have to play alex Newhook now or logan o'connor like curtis mcdermott not not <laughs> out of, not out of the realm of possibility if we're gonna start blowing them out of the building again curtis mcdermott might not be the worst thing to have in the lineup no
1: i mean it, it, it's not gonna happen I
0: mean, but i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't want it but i wouldn't be opposed to it
1: yeah i agree
0: um
1: but it, it's I agree. If he's not 100%, no point playing him. It sucks because this was the best game he's had as an AV. As really? it goes.
0: Yeah, he played like four minutes.
1: Yeah, like that's the best game he's had in an AV. Uh, I mean, Matt Benning got away with a couple cross checks. He like injured
0: rest- two people and got zero penalties. He, I thought he broke Nico Sturm's arm at first. Thank really? God Sturm was okay. He cross checked him right in the arm and Sturm just grabbed it immediately and immediately went down the tunnel. I was like, Yeah, oh, no, he, I was. He just broke his fucking arm. Awesome.
1: Yeah. On his birthday, too.
0: Yeah, happy weekend. birthday, my God.
1: But, like, that's the thing is it's, like, I thought the refs did an okay job for points of this game, and then mm. they made a couple calls where it's, like, what the fuck are we doing here, man?
0: I thought they did a terrible job at managing this game. I mean, I don't envy their position. It's a 5 nothing game in the first period, so everything from there on out is managing the game. But they really let the Preds get away with a lot of shit here. Yeah. A lot of shit.
1: Yeah, they really did. I mean, the Abs could have had, Eight power plays in this game. If they want, and they
0: like really should have, if the refs
1: would have called it equally. But
0: yeah, the f- the fact that they had one less power play than us is a joke. Yeah, right. like that, like that is not indicative of what happened in this game. That is... no,
1: because we talked about with the catfish on ice guys, the Preds are the most. I think they were the most penalized team in the NHL this year, yeah,
0: and I don't think it was close either. Yeah, like it, it's, and the
1: ABS were probably middle of the road when it came to penalties.
0: Yeah, I mean, we definitely drew the most penalties in the league, but you're you're telling me that since the the first McKinnon power play goal, it was 4-4 in terms of penalties? Really?
1: There's just no way. No shot. There's no way. I I said nice things about officiating yesterday, too, and they just came back and – fucking bit me i in the think eye. like
0: they just need to find a good middle ground with calling the rules like i thought the leaps game was ridiculous a little oh, bit yeah. like they called everything oh it was every bad. little thing and if you're gonna do that you have to make it clear that's what's going on you can't just all of a sudden start that in game one if they keep that up whatever but i thought it was like okay this is getting a little ridiculous there's like 12 power plays in this game. I, they just need to find a, a good middle ground where if you see an infraction, don't ignore it, but like don't make up calls.
1: Agreed. Like it was a couple of them, like in those scrums, how are the abs the ones that are getting penalized?
0: Right. The end like, of the, I go back the, to the, end of the second period. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that what one. I was just about to talk about. Like Kadri is just skating going into the scrum and he gets fucking cheap shotted by Luke Cunning and Fucking Josh Manson being the stand-up teammate he is goes and tackles Cunning,
0: ragdoll ragdoll, that son of a bitch.
1: But fucking somehow Manson's the only one who gets a penalty when Cun- Cunning's the one who started it. Like, how is that? What are the rules, man? Like you can't fucking cheap shot our our second line centers having a career year, who has a history of fucking uh, NHL suspensions and all that shit. And I thought Manson did a great job going in there and being like, "Yo, bro, like I got you. You go out of this, I'll take care of this." Yeah. I and mean, it wasn't the only time Kadri got cheap shot after the Landeskog scrum in the third period. This fucking whoever that guy was, I didn't even know who he was. He was a fourth line. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: legitimately left. drawing a blank on who it was. And the refs are holding Kadri back. Well, he's doing nothing but talking, and then tackle him like. Yeah, it made zero sense. I d- I did
1: not get the whole like. I get Cadre has history, but you can't.
0: But like they're targeting him. Yeah. They're straight up targeting him and the refs are doing absolutely nothing to stop it. It's it's a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. I. I hope it's not a reputation. Oh, it is a reputation. It
0: is a reputation. It is 100 percent.
1: It's not. I hope it's not. I just hope that it's. The more that he doesn't do this shit, the better it gets. And hopefully, maybe by the Stanley Cup final, if we get that far, maybe we're talking he actually gets calls. I don't fucking know.
0: But- I just don't get why he's so picked on. It's not like he's the only person in the world who's ever been suspended. Like, I just I just don't understand why it's such a thing with him. That yeah. this has to be something so much that he never gets anything and will actively be put in danger by officials. I, I just, I don't understand it. I really wish I did, but we'll see what goes on for the rest of this series. They're going to keep trying to goad him into doing something stupid like they were doing in this game. It's not going to work. Kadri knows better. And if Kadri legitimately loses it again and gets himself in trouble again, there's no one else to blame at that point. It does not matter what they do. I believe he is a smart enough person to not go for it at this point. That's not his job on this team. We have guys on the team now that are going to take care of that for oh, him. Yeah. So I don't see this being a problem, but they're going to keep trying to go to him and they're going to keep going after him. And it's going to be up to the officials to call some of that shit. So he's not getting targeted and they are going to dude. Yeah. They're not going to, that's my point. And they're going to keep going at him until either Kadri snaps or they hurt him. Yep. That's just, it's just the way it's going to be. That's the only way this is going to end. And it's, it's sad that it has to be that way, but that's that's what they're calling here with Kadri, and it's nothing.
1: It's almost like the uh, the uh, I'm trying to think of the meme that's out there. It's like the it's like the NHL refs are the ones who see something break, and then they see Kadri's the closest to it, and they go, "It's all his fault." Like Yeah, they're the I ones like verbal meme. It was a bad verbal meme, but that's where. That's what it's reminding me of because it's they're going to blame him when he makes an illegal hit and they'll be like, but you're, you guys fucking caused this by not calling anything else.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes in this series. I don't like where this is going with Kadri, not because I think he's going to do something dumb, but I think someone's going to do something dumb to him and just get away with it because it's Kadri and no one cares. So uh, we'll see where it all goes, but this first game, I, even my like if you asked me for a prediction coming into this game i said well we'll probably get out of the first period scoreless and maybe halfway through the second we'll break through maybe start to pile them on at that point preds maybe get one or to to make it close a little bit i'd say four one abs win it was it was for nothing in 10 minutes
1: in 10 minutes it was a fun start dude and like all the people in ball arena that was the loudest i've heard the building all year which is of course how it should be um everyone was jam-packed in there the pom-poms were out like it's there's nothing like it dude it it is one of the best atmospheres um in professional sports granted i've never been to a playoff game in any other city so i have i can i can
0: tell even though i haven't been to a playoff game at ball arena yet i can tell you it's absolutely better than capital one just seeing the difference in the two atmospheres capital one's great for playoff games but Caps games are a very middle-of-the-road experience. Like If you're coming in from an out-of-town fan, there's really nothing that's going to shock you. It's like, oh, there are fans here, and they like their team. That's cool. Okay. With Capital One Arena, you can tell the the difference in the intensity. Ball Arena.
1: Ball Arena. You're just a Capital One Arena
0: game. I'm sorry. Yeah, Capital One Arena. And the difference in Ball Arena is you can feel the intensity through the screen, just with the pom-poms, with the noise, with every single pop. This is one of the hardest buildings to play and in the league. If you're it
1: it was proved throughout the regular season, it's a great and my favorite part. I love the playoffs just because no other fan bases get in there in the playoffs. The playoffs, it is all abs fans and it's the best of the year because you don't have to worry about fucking shitheads in your section who are fucking the other team's fans. Yeah, I think if we match up against St. Louis next round. I don't think there'll be that many St. Louis fans there.
0: No, there won't be. And I th- I think it's because it goes back to my previous theory when we've talked about this on prior episodes. Colorado is such a destination and the Avalanche are such a must-watch team that people plan out these trips for the regular season months in advance. Yep. And that's why like when in the Capitals game we saw so many Caps fans there. It's because for them like okay, well if we're going to go on, if we're going to go on a road trip to see one game this year on the road what why not go to Colorado beautiful state beautiful city of Denver so much to do outside of the game you can make all week around it and right. the Avalanche are a must-watch team that's why it's always so crowded there for the playoffs there is no such planning I think I saw four Preds fans all night yeah I mean compare that to last week
1: yeah L- last week was a lot so I, I mean it was just it's a great atmosphere there's nothing like it um there were a couple drunk guys in my section, and they were tearing their pom poms and throwing them at people, like throwing them down. And finally, shout out to this lady—I have no idea who it was. She literally went up to him and said, "If you guys don't fucking stop it, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face." And she wasn't <laughs> even in our section. And I was like, "Respect, lady," because it was four college dudes. Like, I'm not gonna say oh, yeah, yeah. it's me and my sister. Like, I'm not trying to get kicked out, but it's fucking annoying. And this lady just goes up to him, and they didn't—they didn't throw another thing. Not yeah. the time. It was. I bet not. I was like that. You fucking rule, lady. Like you fucking rule. Um,
0: the hero of ball arena.
1: Yeah, the hero of ball arena. I, I guess we did forget to talk about one thing in this game, and it was just after everything that happened. It was kind of funny, and we kind of owe ourselves a pat on the back. Uh, we called Gabriel Landeskog who was going to score in his first game back.
0: Oh yeah, easiest did. bet I ever made.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic. He did not look like a guy who had missed two months with a knee surgery like i thought he was skating really well he was moving well what do you end up playing time on ice probably like 17 18 minutes
0: i can very quickly find that's... that landis god played 18 minutes in this game yeah.
1: like that's pretty good for a guy who hasn't played in two months um he's only going to get better <laughs> Do you want and... you want to
0: know something funny guess how much mckinnon played 18 17
1: wow yeah that's pretty good
0: yeah, for a, a marathon of the that the playoffs are about to be getting 17 minutes out of your star center, who also scored two goals. That's a success.
1: Yeah. Resounding success. Um, so I mean, that was great. Seeing Landeskog back out there, I was very, very impressed with how he played. Um, he's only gonna get better too. Like it, <laughs> I actually kind of like him more on that second line with Kadri and Lekanett.
0: Yeah, because Val just works so well on that. He's gelled with them ever since Landeskog's been out. And now you can get Landeskog with Kadri and Lekanen. And just, God, Lekanen is so good. He's so good. I love him. I'm dead serious when I say if we sign him to a multi-year deal, I'm getting his jersey. I'm totally in love with this guy and how he plays. So good. Perfect addition to this team and perfect addition to the top six. And just such a dangerous partner. To stick with Nazem Kadri and Gabe Landeskog, it's like you said with Landis-God. Landeskog. Doesn't look like he's missed two months. No. He looked like he's picked up right where he left off. And what did he
1: finish with? Two points tonight. Yeah, finish he got two he got the power assist.
0: play goal, and I'm pretty sure he got yeah one assist, assist, so two points. He had five shots on goal and six hits.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good from a captain. And he did exactly what we thought he was going to do. He's just in, he doesn't fuck around, and teams can't fuck around with him. Like yeah. when he's on the ice, no one fucks like the try and fuck with the abs. And then they have to face Gabriel Landeskog and it's all good, man. Like it, I, I need him to stay healthy. And I, all indications are this is like the, really the first time since his concussions when he was younger, that he's missed significant time with a surgery.
0: Yeah. Um, and e- even with his surgery, like if, it, if it was late in the season, like if it was right now where this was a problem, he would have just kept playing, but it was a thing where, It just wasn't getting better. It was something that had been nagging at him for so long, and it just made sense that let's get this cleaned up now and get me healthy for the playoffs. And let's even consider that with his knee injury, he was still really good and still scoring at a ridiculous pace. Yeah,
1: we have an embarrassment of all riches. And we scratched Alex Newhook. Who played good. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he was playing good, man. Yeah, like it's 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 scary dude like i cannot wait to see what this team does um thursday night uh i guess my official prediction for thursday night i'm not going to get let it go to my head this game i'm going to say 4-2
0: i was abs win i'm going to say 5-2 i'm throwing I'll throw an empty netter in there
1: yeah i think it's fair i mean i connor ingram seems like a nice guy a great I, guy i think he's he's going to serve much better than david Riddich did
0: I mean, like, what other choice do they have? Like, yeah. you're if you're not gonna win either way. Yeah. If you if you get a win with Connor In- Ingram or Dave Rich, I I'll I'll fund the statue for them.
1: Yeah, well, and the thing is, is like, I trust what the guys that catfish on ice said. They they think he's out. Soros is out for the rest of this whole yeah, series. Like,
0: there was that report that like, oh, he's out for the first two games. Are you sure? Are you are you sawing off his leg and putting robotic parts in there? I yeah, I don't see how you throw in Soros with a high ankle sprain into this series. Like especially if we crush them in game 2 and walk into game 3 having outscored them like 12 I don't know, to 3, yeah, like yeah. like 15 to 3 at that point. Do you really throw Soros back in there and risk fucking him up even more?
1: We're talking about Poli and uh, Hines as the coaches. Are you? Mean, come on, man. We know what's going to yeah, happen. End. Yeah,
0: it, it is going to happen, but it's not yeah. smart. I mean, there's no way he comes back, and he has a high ankle sprain. No chance, dude. No I mean, chance. even if he does come back, he's not going to be good. He can't yeah. move, <laughs> and you need to move against the Abs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it, it'll be. I I originally said six games. I'm going to be nice and say it's five.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just sweeps are hard winning yeah. four straight games against an nhl team is hard now granted the predators did not look like an nhl team tonight but when that series shifts to nashville it is going to be a completely different test we still got one more game in colorado that you cannot just assume is a win because they are they
1: aren't, aren't going to do that the players yeah,
0: exactly just judging off their body language tonight they'll be fine yeah i'm not they'll concerned at all about that with the apps. That these guys know what they need to do. This is why I'm confident that they're going to win. They've been like this all year for the most yeah. part, knowing what needs to be done. They're not satisfied with winning this game seven to two. Maybe they were satisfied against Vegas when they won seven to one They're like, oh, okay, this might be easy. And then obviously it didn't go that way for the rest of the series. They, they learned their lesson from that too. And now they're gonna come into this series. It's gonna it's gonna get harder from here on out. I 100%. I would be stunned if there's an easier game than this. I would be absolutely shocked. They, this
1: was not good for the playoff man, because like now I'm I, I had zero stress tonight.
0: Zero. Oh, yeah. None. Like it this was it was, was great close, for man. me because I was a, a mess <laughs> yeah. was like trying to juggle watching three games at once. And by the time I could actually settle in to watch the abs games with my undivided attention, it was Five to nothing. <laughs> so yes. I mean, I, did, like, I didn't even get a chance to switch jerseys yet before no. they before they were even up five to nothing.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the playoffs. Like these are the sixteen best teams, and we just made them look like the fucking Coyotes. Like
0: and we saw how the Predators made the Coyotes look.
1: Yeah, like this has got to be brutal for the Preds, man. Like that's what
0: I was saying earlier in the episode. Your final game of the regular season, all you had to do to avoid this matchup was a point. Yeah, blew a four-nothing lead and you come to Colorado, you know, fresh slate, you know, let's let's do our best and see what you can do. Fucking murdered in the first period, five-nothing. You don't even belong in this series. And then even after that, you think like, okay, let's see what we can build on here after that. Not much. That's part about this game, dude. I
1: I don't think. Nashville gained any momentum from this game.
0: No, no, still outplayed them even after we were up five to nothing. We didn't we didn't give them anything. That's what it that's like you said, that's what I loved about this game the most. We did not let off the gas and we didn't give them anything. Duchesne got, you know, a power play goal and a, a breakaway from cherry picking. What are you gonna build on for the next game, though? Out of that, it's not like you reveal the cherry flawed. pick more. <laughs> yeah, cherry pick more. It's not like they reveal a flaw in Darcy Kemper or anything, or like a flaw in the defense, or we don't respond well to hits. We still kick their ass, like I've said multiple times today, in all those scrums. Go on. Keep trying to hit us. If you even do connect, we'll hit you back harder. I think my favorite part from this game was towards the end. It was already 7-2. to Mikhail Granlin makes a run at Bowen Byram, hits him, and just bounces off. Byram didn't even budge. Yeah, And Granlin just... Tumbled onto his back like Byram didn't even look at him. He was sta- he wasn't even going forward. He was standing still. Grandland runs into him, bounces off, and falls down. Byram doesn't even look at him. It's like a fly landed on him.
1: <laughs> and that's that's our third pair defenseman. So yeah,
0: twenty <laughs> and, years old by yeah, the way. Just
1: normal things. First playoff game too. I thought he was great. Um, yeah, man. It's it's been a hell of a night. I'm ready for Thursday. I. For those of you who didn't see on Twitter, I, I painted my face. Um what a what what a great experience. I I think I was the only person in the arena that had their face painted. Um I got a lot of weird looks. Um I have a newfound respect for people who have to wear makeup every day and try and take it off. That was a try, that was a trying time. But the worst part is the Avs one. I, I cannot not paint my face for a game, okay. game. You gotta two. wear
0: the you gotta wear the chain too.
1: Yeah. I, I, I have to do it. And for game three, I can already tell you, I'm not going to be painting my face. It's my little sister's college graduation. I can't show up with my face painted. Um, so I can tell you for that, it won't be that way, but uh, yeah, that was my first time ever painting my face for anything. And uh, it was quite the experience to say the least, but uh, shout out to everyone who stopped me and said, uh, it looked good.
0: It and works. It works. Sister.
1: Yeah, shout out to my sister for painting it. Also, uh, another funny coinkydinka that night. Uh, we've interviewed Raj three times on this show now, mm-hmm. right? It was the first time I met him in person. And of course, the first time I met him in person, my face looks like a fucking like a flag. joker. Yeah. Um, so Raj, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry you had to meet me like this, but uh, you looked great. He looked good. He had a nice little suit coat on. He looked very dapper. Um, so shout out Raj if you're listening to this. I'm sorry you had to meet me that way. But, two uh,
0: prominent Avs names in the community and they could not look more different.
1: Yeah, no Raj looks very professional and someone who should be in the press. And also
0: team. like a lot of you don't know this cause you don't see us on a podcast. Christian is massive. Like just yeah, a giant of a human being. Like yeah. you, if you saw Christian for the first time in face paint and a chain, you'd be like, that is a mammoth of a human being. Yeah. And yeah. I'm was, terrified. I'm
1: like six, like two forty. So I'm a pretty big dude. Um, yeah. And I, I straight up, I, I was the only one who, and someone still called me sir, which that really threw me for a fucking.
0: I, I would, if I saw him. I was no, like, it's
1: like, what the oof. fuck dude? My my face is painted in fucking American flag, like abs colors right now. Um, But yeah, uh, that, that was just, it was a funny night. Like just that was the first time I meet Raj and my fucking face is painted in fucking face makeup. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I, what a night, man. I can't wait. The fact that we could potentially have two more months of this is just great. I so can't... much
0: fun. So uh, much fun.
1: But I, I think we covered did pretty well talking about a game for that was seven to two and not oh, a whole yeah. lot. I mean, not a whole lot happened. That was bad. So yeah. Um, like there's yeah. only
0: positives from a, a playoff game. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm surprised I'm doing so well it is 220 in the morning yeah. for me. Here. I don't
1: know how Griffin's is. I'm running on fumes. Um, I, my, our our six year age gap is showing a little bit here. Once you hit like 25, it really starts to go down.
0: I mean, th- like, this is the point of the year where I just feel the most alive anyway. Like, day yeah. one of the playoffs starts, just the air is a little bit crisper. Food tastes better. Just the sun feels a little bit warmer. Everything just feels better for me. I could, like, I could stay up all night right now if oh. I wanted to, and I could be absolutely too old fine. for that shit, dude. But, like, too n- old. A week ago, absolutely not. If you're asking me to record at 2.20, I would just be like, dude, can we do this tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, not right now. I am feeling so good right yeah, now. Yeah, you're this, You're
1: on the high right now, man. This, this is I Christmas. Am, yeah. I am on a great high too. But I have a job that I gotta go to tomorrow. Yeah, I, have I have meetings. I there. have
0: class in six hours. So yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Shit, you scared me. I forgot you're two hours ahead of me. I was like, why the fuck is he going to class at six a.m.? <laughs> um, I yeah, I have meetings at 8 30 my time tomorrow. So I, I already told my bosses. Um, if I'm a little tired tomorrow, it's not because uh, I uh, well I went to a NAVS game and oh that's all I have to say to my bosses. I had an game and they go, okay yeah okay cool you're good like if i ever shave my beard like did the abs lose and it's like
0: yeah yeah
1: kind of <laughs> so um i had fun doing this man i cannot wait for thursday and hopefully we're doing this for the next two months like I i'd be certainly if you so. tell me i gotta stay up late for the next two months and i get to see the abs win a cup worth it
0: yeah worth i mean it. i this might be a lot for me to handle at a certain point caps at 7 seven thirty immediately with the abs and then uh, like a 30-minute break while you drive home and then immediately hop on here. It's uh, it's day two of the playoffs right now, so I'm feeling good right now, but uh, get back to me in the second round.
1: Exactly, exactly. So let's send these people on their merry way, Griffin. Let's close this bad boy out so I can try and get to sleep and go to my meetings tomorrow.
0: Yep, let's do that <laughs> so I can also edit this and post this before yeah. 3 a.m. my time and then maybe... Try to sleep, but the Avalanche win seven to two over Nashville and take a one to nothing series lead in the first round. And that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so very much for tuning in to our first playoff edition. We hope to have 15 more victory editions of this for you guys over the next two months. It was a fantastic start to the journey. And so we will catch you all next time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. I'm actually, I'm actually tweeting, putting some, oh tweets man, it's out really there. throw
1: me off. It's really throwing me off. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: It's, I know. It's just, I feel thrown <laughs> off doing it too. It's like, Oh wait, that's who's tweeting. Oh, that's me doing that. <laughs> you can follow Christian where he is much. It's much more normal to see him tweeting at Christian underscore valet. And you can follow the show at tell it, abs it is where we'll have everything essentially on there so thank you all so much to tuning in and we will catch you all next time after game two hope you all enjoy and enjoy this this day off on wednesday it's wednesday for i almost said thursday it's wednesday for me now but enjoy enjoy the day off enjoy the playoffs we'll catch you all next time hope you guys enjoy these couple of days we'll see you for game two